Hey, good morning, Alan. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Bartow Sports Zone here on your community radio station, WBHF. Matt Santini, as Alan just mentioned. Let's get right to it with David Archer Jr. Jackson Hyde will jump in here in just a moment. But, David, uh, thanks for spending some time with us this morning. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. So, uh, athletic director and head basketball coach at Excel Christian Academy. Uh, talk about balancing those two things out, especially when you get in season. Um, well, I mean, for me right now, it's not it's not a huge uh, balancing act because, you know, we're still in the re- re- rebuilding phase in terms of number of, of students in the school. So, you know, we're, we're um, juggling uh, basketball, um, basketball for the high school boys level, um, uh, cheerleading for the um, high school level and um, some middle school things. Uh, so not a whole lot. Um, but hopefully as we move forward and we continue to to rebuild, um, that juggling act will become a little bit more, um, I guess, involved, as you would say. Let's jump right into your roster. I'm, as I look over it, you're, you're young. I hope you like the team you got because you're going to have them for most of them for a few more years. A uh, whole lot of freshmen, one junior and a couple sophomores. Right, right. And, and yeah, I, I do. Um, you know, our depth, our depth is not there though. That's been so far what we've, uh, experienced, uh, in the first two games, because even you see nine, you see nine kids on the roster. Um, but, um, you know, there are a few of those, those kids that just aren't ready to play at the varsity level. We don't have an enough to have JV also. So, you know, we have um, six kids that can, that can, you know, really contribute. And then the rest are still trying to catch up. And, and that's not a criticism. It's just the way it is. You know, we we're just with, with low numbers and being a private school, it's not always easy to get uh, kids to, to uh, come, you know, to a, a small private school. So we're just, we're, we're working through that dilemma. As somebody who's coached for a long time, I would guess there's there's kind of a balance that, yes, you've got young and unseasoned talent, but I would guess somebody who's developed the number of people that you have in the game of basketball, sometimes it could be a kind of an advantage that you don't invest or inherit somebody that has a bunch of old habits. You can really put your stamp on them from an early part. Absolutely. And, and you know, sometimes when, when you have uh, – young student athletes that don't have a lot of experience, they're, they're going to do exactly what you ask them to do. And uh, we haven't really uh, experienced that this year, but last year we did, we had, you know, we had low numbers last year as well. And, and we had a young man that we just begged to come out and play. So we would have another player um, as a reserve. And he wound up, you know, he'd never played basketball before and wound up helping us a great deal. We will experience that as we move forward with with this team. And, and you know, in our first two games, uh, depth, like I said, has come into play. And as soon as we get into foul trouble, you, you see, um, if, if you're looking at the roster, that really our only post player is Elijah Payne. And, and uh, you know, like the other night against uh, – the heritage school he picked up two fouls in the first quarter so then we had to situational substitute with him and it put us at a disadvantage and that's what we're going to have to experience and you know um kids are going to have to step up and and do things they might 
not normally be used to doing. Jackson Hyde is with us as part of the Bartow Sports Zone team. Good morning, Jackson. What do you have for Coach Archer? Good morning, Coach. Uh, just a quick question. In a rebuilding stage like you are with <clears throat> with younger kids, um, does it – and you mentioned the depth being an issue and your, your one post player getting in foul trouble. Does it change the way you coach, or do you try to coach them, hey, we're going to play it the way it's supposed to be played regardless of our depth situation? How, how do you balance those, those issues? Uh, it, it definitely changes it um, because in our situation, it, you know, if it might not be the post player that gets in foul trouble. If it is, then we, you know, we have to figure out how to play small. Um, you know, if we have quickness on the floor, we may we may even try to speed the game up and 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 apply a little bit of pressure so that we're not allowing the team to to dump the ball into the post and take advantage of our smaller guys in that area of the floor at that given time. So, yeah, we definitely have to change based on, on what's going on in the game. We'll be back with more with David Archer Jr. with Excel Christian Academy after this short timeout. Don't go anywhere. A lot more of Sparto Sports Zone coming your way. Welcome back to Bartow Sports Zone on your community radio station, WBHF. Delighted to be joined once again by Jackson Hyde and Excel basketball coach uh, David Archer Jr. And David, uh, Jackson kind of touched on it before. You know, in, in the middle of this rebuild, um, how do you measure? Again, I, I would anticipate, and I think you would have to anticipate, the you're not going to be able to judge success by wins and losses this year, which is the standard that everybody kind of looks at. But what are some of the things that you're looking for in this team to say, hey, we're making progress and we're moving things in the right direction. Um, competitiveness uh, on a consistent basis, um, you know, and, and that can be, you know, it, it can be across the board, but it can be, you know, within a game, it can be within a, within a quarter, within a game. And, you know, if we, we, I've already noticed that, that when we experience a little bit of uh, a downturn in a game, Heads may sulk, you know, may drop, shoulders may uh, drop, um, and we've got to really work hard to to keep them motivated. Um, and and you know, we're just gonna we're, we're going to experience those things. And and you know, we have, like I said, one we have an experienced post player, and I say experienced; he's a sophomore. Uh, but our other uh, Daniel Lewis is is a post player, but but the experience is not quite. Yet. Um, but our other players are all guards. So so, you know, again, we we're experiencing times we were we're overmatched in terms of size and and it can be, you know, it can be overwhelming, I think. And we just got to figure out how to keep them motivated um and understand that working hard and, and and doing the fundamentals are what is going to allow us to continue to compete throw it back to jackson hyde what do you got jackson um and and mentioning that coach you scheduling wise does the how do you determine who you want to play do you try to play a jv schedule at this point or, or do you try to play other varsity teams um we're, we're just playing varsity. Yeah. Um, 
you know, we're just throwing them in the <laughs> throwing them in the fire. You know, you know, I, I kind of even this year, I, I'm gauging it back or comparing it to last year. We we went nine and fifteen. Um, we, you know, we only had seven players, but we had four seniors. So we had some kids with some experience and, and, you know, we wound up nine and 15, but we were in enough games, uh, that were winnable to, to have possibly been 500. We started out 0 and 2 last year. Um, you know, we're hoping that, and, and, and heck. These two games that we've lost, a couple of things here and there, and they were both winnable. Um, even even the other night, the game was winnable. Um, you know, if we could have some things back and 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 under and get them to understand if they execute consistently on a couple of areas, that's a game that's a lot more tight than than what it looks like on on paper. Um, so you know, we, we're just going to keep working hard. When we get into our region, it's going to be extremely difficult. Um, you know, in, in, in our region uh, right now, we have uh, what we're seeing in the preseason or the early poll stuff. Four of our um, um, region opponents are ranked in the top 10 or 15 in the state. So it's going to be hard, but we'll just continue to continue to try to get it done. For people that want to check out uh, Excel Christian Academy basketball, where are you playing your home games and how can people follow the program? We are playing at the at Liberty Square. Used to be, you know, um, even though we moved moved school buildings to Emerson, uh, we used to still play at Old Mill. Uh, contractually, that ran out, and so now we're playing at Church at Liberty Square. And you can just go to our website, pull up the schedule, um, uh, excelca.org. And uh, we have gone to the GoFan um, uh, method of ticketing, online ticketing. And you can just look us up on GoFan to get those those uh, digital tickets to come to games. Got about two minutes left. Do want to get off the court for just a second. A lot of smaller private schools, uh, in light of what the GHSA did a couple over the last few months, have chosen to go to the Georgia Independent School Association. Is that something that you might be considering with uh, Excel Christian Academy? Uh, yes. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, I think it would be something to consider. Um, um, upper level management oh, doesn't seem to be uh, quite as interested as I am. Um, but it's, it's a conversation that we'll continue to have for sure. And just for folks that don't know, I mean, I mean, being with other schools that are similar in mission and similar in size uh, could provide a little bit different playing field. It's not really a change in competition. It's a change in the application of what you're doing. Exactly. And I'll give you a quick example before we get off. The other night I was talking with the athletic director at the Heritage School, which is down in Noonan. They moved to GHSA last year. They've struggled, not in basketball, but they've struggled in football. They're going back to GISA next year. Uh, and he said it's the equivalent of an Ivy League school joining the, the SEC. Um, so that's why they're going back to the GI, GISA. Um, you know, I don't know if we'll do it, but it's definitely a conversation to continue to, uh, to consider. All right. We got about maybe a minute or so. How about talking a little bit about some of these players that you've got? Let's put them in the spotlight a little bit. Okay. Well, we have arguably one of the, the, the top uh, two to three guards in the county with, with uh, 
freshman Jacob Taylor. Um, also, um, I mentioned earlier, Elijah Payne, uh, 6'4". He's about 6'5". Now, I actually need to update that. Uh, uh, was all-county freshman last year, as a freshman last year, and is continuing to do the same. Uh, we have Jacaden Barkley, who's uh, in his third year at Excel and, and, and is going to be a main cog for us on both ends. Um, Jacob's averaging 20 in the first two games. Jacaden's averaging 17. Elijah about 10. Kamari Nettles, an, another freshman who is logging, uh, you know, darn near 32 minutes a game is going to do a lot for us and uh, transfer in from Dominion Christian. Trey Webb uh, is a, a kind of a undersized stretch four is going to do a lot for us as well. David Archer Jr., Excel Christian Academy. Thanks for spending time with us. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Latitude Blue, Elite Stone Supply, San Angelo's Pizza, Shot and Kirk Honda, Derek Strange, your Edward Jones Financial Advisor, All Weather Heating and Air, Frazier Minery Insurance, Johnny's New York Style Pizza, All Star Roofing, Wilson Pools, Zach Pritchard Injury Firm, Three Way Campers, First Class Collision Center, and Hydro Pro Wash, Northwest Georgia's Premier Pressure Washing. Now let's get back to your host, Matt Santini. Alan Sanders, you know how to get me juiced up so easily. All you got to do is play a little Butch Walker, and there it goes. Thank you for that. <laughs> Delighted to be joined. Welcome back to Bartow Sports Zone, and welcome to Coach Connor Foster. Good morning, Coach. Good morning, man. Thanks for having me this morning. I know uh, it was a little bit like Christmas morning before you had to be last night. Did you sleep a lot, or did, did you just spend the whole night just kind of in anticipation for today? No, no. I don't, this, this time of year, I don't, uh, I'm tired, but I don't ever sleep much, and uh, my little man, he, he woke up for something at about three in the morning and there was there wasn't much going back to sleep after that. Let's get this out of the way on the front end. Um, the home field advantage, being able to play this type of football game against Warner Robins at home is a big part. Uh, it, it's a big advantage for you. Uh, something you want to take advantage of and how important <clears throat> is it going to be for people to physically show up tonight and cheer and not be sitting at home uh, watching some other way? Yeah, I mean, it's hard for me to uh, it's hard for me to say a whole lot about it. You know, it's it's uh, I get emotional thinking about it. You know, it's it's been a long time since we've had a really, really just a huge crowd um, here at Cartersville, and I, I think maybe back to Bainbridge and Mary Persons and some of those games uh, a couple of years ago. You know, prior to um, COVID, and so what a, what a great opportunity for our community to come out and and to show out and, and be here early and and be loud and obnoxious and all the things and and support uh you know our entire school system not just our football players but our, our cheerleaders our band everybody involved what a great opportunity for our community to rally together and i'm just so proud of this community i love it and i, I know they're going to turn out tonight i know it's going to be a huge advantage for us we're going to go to jackson hyde first i'll jackson i'll give you the first football question of this segment how about that thanks matt uh coach just a couple kind of a two point two point question i guess number one uh, just checking in health-wise, if you're good to go, everybody's healthy and, and ready to play. Uh, number two, there's really no motivation needed, obviously, for this game based on um, the the championship game last year. Uh, do you feel like offensively, I'm hearing offensively, maybe they're not quite as good as they were. Tell us a little bit about uh, Warner Robins. Yeah, I mean, I'll start just, uh, you know, like you said, we're, we're – 
we're relatively healthy for this time of year. It's relative. Um, you know, we got one or two that'll be out uh, this week. We got one or two back from last week. So, uh, you know, trade trade one for another. But, um, you know, being it, that it's playoff time, you know, nobody's 100% at this point. So, um, you know, we're going we're gonna to be ready to roll. And uh, we've played the next man up all season. And, and we'll continue to do that tonight. And um, I expect everybody will step up and, you know, as far as one Robins goes, they're, they're a championship caliber program. Um, you know, the look at their success the last probably six, eight, ten years has been as good as anybody in the state. So there's there's no fall off from last year's team. If you look at their scores, they may be even uh, be better than last year. Um, you know, week in and week out, the number of plays that they run offensively and, and uh, the points that they've put up against huge competition, whether it be Lee County or Valdosta, um, you know, and then within their region again, then against Camden County, they score 70, 70 plus points. I mean, it's just night in and night out. Uh, they're, they're so consistent. Uh, and so don't, don't let one region loss against a, uh, a very worthy opponent there, um, you know, fool you. Coach, one of the similarities that you have, uh, Kristen Lane, their quarterback, everybody likes to look at quarterbacks. Uh, he was, he was a key co- component of last year's, uh, state championship team for them. He's in a different role this year. First-year starting quarterback, but it looks like he's somebody who's really adapted to playing that position and doing it well. Yeah, they, they did a good job of bringing him along, um, you know, and and kind of look at how we've handled Paul. Paul's played in every game uh, this year, and, and I think trying to see that big picture, they've done a good job of that over the years of making sure that they're getting their next group ready to go and not just in, in blowout wins, but in, you know, in meaningful playing time in big situations he's played. And so you can tell he's comfortable, even though he's a first year starter, uh, he's comfortable, been comfortable in every environment. And hopefully tonight we can find a way to get him a little bit rattled and, um, you know, get him, get his head spinning a little bit. Similar to this year's football team, the Warner Robins team from last year only had one senior on it. So up front, they're very strong and also very experienced. Yeah, I mean, they, they have four returning starters on the offensive line. Um, you know, they, they had the running back that got injured a few weeks ago. We were actually at that game, and, you know, my, my heart's been with that young man. You know, we, we had a young man that had a very similar injury earlier in the season, and it's just so devastating. But they've, they've got a plethora of talent. They rotate in several backs, and, and they're all dynamic. And, um, again, just the – just talent everywhere they're well coached they execute they they mix up their tempos they do all the things that a good offense does it's an eight o'clock kickoff tonight at weinman stadium our coverage at 6 30 with countdown to kickoff presented by glenda mitchell law firm when we come back from this timeout, we will spot speak more about the guys that we know here the cartersville hurricanes had a great win last week and there's a lot to talk about with that we come back we'll have more with coach connor foster here on bartow sports zone <laughs> Welcome back to Bartow Sports Zone. Jackson Hyde, Matt Santini, Alan Sanders, and Coach Connor Foster with the Cartersville Purple Hurricanes. Newly crowned as the most tenured high school football coach in Bartow County. And delighted he's able to spend some time with us on a big Friday. Coach, let's go back to last week. You have the bye week, the last week of the season, uh, a 51 to nothing victory at home. Uh, Engine looked like it may not have been primed entirely, but uh, boy, that defense uh, and particularly Case Adams had a night that people aren't going to forget for a long time. Yeah, I mean, defensively, I, that was that was a lot of fun. Uh, you know, Coach Chapman had really uh, harped on uh, you know trying to create some turnovers and 
Um, you know, we switched some things up and practiced a little bit and then to, to try to really make sure we're attacking the football and it paid off. And, you know, it doesn't always work out like that. Sometimes you, you spend some extra time on something that doesn't come to fruition, but it was fun to see it come together last week. And, you know, it was one of those deals. We started slow. We come off an off week, which is always a little bit of a concern and, you know, spent uh, some time on Warner Robins and some, you know, some future opponents. So, um, no excuses. Um, you know, we got to come out and, and um, play better from the start. But, you know, ultimately, a uh, 51 to nothing win in the playoffs. Uh, I, I'll take that every, every round. Absolutely. And I, you know, you say off to a slow start. The truth of the matter is, second play of the game, you get a big hit. I think it was Brassfield that, that Jake Brassfield that laid it on. Then Miles Forstall picks it up, runs it in for a touchdown. Miles gets you off to a good start. He kind of gets lost in the wash for all that Case did. But then you go back yeah. to the, the, the and you know the case is two um, interceptions for t- it's touchdown returns. It's really the first interception at that point. You're in the second, the quarter, second quarter and it, you're up seven to nothing. And that interception occurs on your on their goal line. Yeah, it was a big play. Um, probably uh, the play of the game, to be honest with you. Um, you know, they they kind of got a little momentum, and you know, our team didn't handle. We we got that first touchdown, and um, it was almost like we relaxed. You could just just feel it on our sideline. The, the energy wasn't quite there. We, we didn't really have a killer mentality. We, we weren't looking to, you know, to finish them off. Um, and that, that piece was a little bit disappointing. I think everybody just kind of relaxed and said, okay, here we go. We'll, we'll cruise through. Um, and, you know, that, that piece of it uh, in a playoff game is, is you know, that's, that's just not going to happen. Everybody's going to fight. Everybody's going to put their best foot forward. Nobody's going to back down. And so, uh, you know, it's a, it's a learning opportunity with, a, a, you know, a new team, a young team, and uh, hopefully we'll be better for it. Another outstanding performance by Amari White, who just, he's been on a season-long crusade to never get tackled. Uh, It's it's just a joy to watch him every week, isn't it? Yeah, he's so much fun. You know, we tried to limit his touches a little bit um, last week, and we've tried to be smart about it all season. You know, we try to to keep him healthy, try to keep him from being too worn down for games like tonight. And, um, you know, we'll lean on him tonight, obviously. We'll lean on Malachi. Um, you know, in that offensive line, but I expect Jake to have some big opportunities in the passing game as well. But Amari's been just been just been a joy and, and been a great teammate. Um, you know, been been great in pass protection as well. Every little detail of the game, he's really worked to improve on. Talked about the Warner Robins offensive line in the last segment. Your offensive line again with one senior uh, in Shadre Hurst. They're really going to have to be the stars tonight. They've they've done a fantastic job all season long as a unit all the way across. Talk about them a little bit. Yeah, they, they've been the difference in our season. Um, you know, early on in the, in the year, they were they were big question mark, uh, and it was fair. And, um, you know, they went from a group that was just trying to figure out where they're supposed to be to, to now leaning on people and mauling people and trying to finish blocks and taking pride and finishing off games in the second half and wearing people down. And, um, you know, that, that unit has just gotten better and better every week. They're playing with confidence now, and it's a group that I'm really excited about moving forward. The implication on the offensive side of using not just one tight end, but two with Jalen Scott and Connor Brassfield. Of course, you work in uh, some of uh, uh, Nasir Granberry as well. It really has kind of even bolstered what was already a strong offensive front. Yeah, you know, we, we try to um, get some extra hats in there. And, and uh, like you said, you're getting two more really big physical bodies there. And, um, you know, what we like about it, too, is it makes the defense have to make a choice. You know, if they're going to load the box up and match our numbers, 
Can we feel better about our opportunities on the perimeter? And if not, we're going to stick with the run game. So, you know, we, we kind of go about trying to create matchups a little bit differently maybe than we have in the past where we're spreading people out. But, you know, we're able to give some different looks, and, and those guys coming in have been a huge part of our success. And just like the offensive line, they, they probably don't get their number called very much, but they've played a huge force this year. we got about 30 seconds left. Tell everybody your team is impervious to the cold. Oh, they'll be ready to go. They'll be ready to go. Okay. I'm, I'm glad it's going to be cold. That, that's, that's special. That means it's playoff time. Uh, and so our kids are, are, are thankful for that. They're excited about it. Uh, it's, it's our time. It's Purple Hurricane time, playoff time in Cartersville. Uh, couldn't be more excited. That's uh, Coach Connor Foster with the Cartersville Purple Hurricanes. Coach, I'm just simply going to say good luck, go Canes. And uh, I know you're going to – the motto is 48 minutes to play and a lifetime to remember. And I know you're going to give everybody that shows up tonight at Wineman exactly that. No doubt, no doubt. I'm just thankful for everybody that shows up. Thankful for all the, all the little ones, all the parents. Everybody that's going to be there and be loud. Go Kings. Good luck, Coach Connor Foster. Again, an eight o'clock kickoff tonight. It'll be right here on WBHF. Our coverage starting at six thirty with countdown to kickoff, presented by Glenda Mitchell Law Firm. We'll be at Scott's Walk Up Barbecue. You can join me and Don Startup for the call there. We are going to head to a timeout. We come back. We'll have open talk and all kinds of madness that follows Bartow Sports Zone. You're listening to WBHF AM 1450 and FM 100.3. Good morning. Welcome back, everyone, to Bartow's Sports Zone. This is the third hour of Bartow's Morning News and the second hour of BSZ. I'm Alan Sanders here in the studios. Matt Santini will be hosting in just a minute. My chance to tell you today's edition of Bartow's Sports Zone brought to you by Styles Auto Care, Johnny's New York Style Pizza, Latitude Blue, All-Star Roofing, Elite Stone Supply, Wilson Pools, St. Angelo's Pizza, Zach Pritchard Injury Law Firm, Shot and Kirk Honda, Three-Way Campers, Derek Strange, your Edward Jones Financial Advisor, All-Weather Heating and Air, First Class Collision Center, Frazier Maneri Insurance, and Hydro Pro Wash, Northwest Georgia's premier pressure washing. Let's get over to Matt Santini. Thank you, Alan. I'm going to throw it right back to you so you can introduce our hot or cold segment for this hour. All right. Not sure what your subject's going to be, but whether it's hot or cold, you out there don't have to be. Allow the licensed pros at All Star Heating and Air, excuse me, All Weather Heating and Air, to evaluate your heating and cooling needs to get your HVA system updated or repaired. Call 770-315-5909. Visit All Weather Office at 333 North Tennessee Street, or you can learn more by visiting the website allweatherheatingandair.com you keep throwing it to me i'm going to keep throwing it back to you alan because i'm you're the birthday boy had the birthday this week you had a late night last night i got a feeling you're going to pick something cold yes you cannot get much colder than watching the atlanta falcons thursday night football try to figure out how to play with any sense of competence on the field even with the home crowd too many penalties, too many dumb moves. Uh, I, I don't understand some of the play calling. Every now and then you'd see just a little bit of success and you'd figure, okay, keep doing that, and then they wouldn't. They would try something else. And a pick six at the end, it, ju- it was just a very bad evening for what is a, me- a very mediocre team this year. Jackson Hyde, what's hot and cold with you? Uh, I'm going to stay in that same vein, but I'm going to narrow it down to a particular position group, the Falcons' offensive line has to be the coldest offensive line in the NFL. Uh, anybody who thinks you can win football games without having a good a good offensive line, watch the Atlanta Falcons, and I'll prove you wrong. I'm going to go to the other side and say hot, 
and it is the number one ranked Georgia Bulldogs who uh, were impressive last week, had to face a new challenge of being down for a little bit of time in a game, but were able to persevere and actually ended up winning going away against uh, a, a rather hot football team. I don't know that that's going to be considered a trap week, but I don't know if I'm Charleston Southern that I'm going to get off the bus expecting to get back on that bus with any points. They're unbelievable uh, defensive group. I've obviously Georgia born and raised and followed Georgia football my whole life. And I'd say they're as good a defense as it's ever been uh, in Athens, in my opinion. You know, one of the things we talked about Friday night, Kevin Pate and I, during the post-game show was, you know, Georgia does have its share of injuries across its landscape, but the amazing thing, the depth they have, even with injuries, and with some folks falling on the field against Tennessee, it was a really good game. I think Georgia started maybe just a little flat, but the thing is, they get right back in the game, and they wear their opponent down, and Tennessee just had no chance of getting back into the game after Georgia started to take the lead. At the end of the day, it's a very simple game. You can you can talk about schemes, you can talk about combo routes, you can talk about sliding. The, it's about blocking and tackling. And that football team, as somebody that watches college football simply for entertainment purposes, I'm cheering for Georgia. I mean, I hope they win the national championship. They are a joy to watch. They are a very fun football team because, as Jackson mentioned, they get after it defensively like nobody's business. And uh, they run the football really well, too. So it's uh, it's been a fun ride. I look forward. I don't know that I'll spend any time watching them tomorrow because, well, it's Charleston Southern. and uh, But the Georgia Bulldogs definitely continue to be hot. All right. I was going to say, let me add to that. At this point in time, you know, we, we talked about is there any competition left after the Kentucky win for Georgia? We all said, well, maybe Tennessee, and it turned out that they scored the most against Georgia. But even then, a 41 17 game is not a close one, even by SEC standards. So Georgia's, at this point, it's, it's theirs to, to, to drive. There's nobody else on that same level. Alabama's definitely second. Well, it, um, it also goes the people that, that know about football that set maybe things called like money lines, uh, a 20 point favorite. They were over Tennessee. I thought that was a little bit too generous. Turns out it, it wasn't generous enough. So again, kudos to them. And I guess that'll wrap up the hot or cold segment. And thanks to our sponsor for that. Uh, Jackson, you and I were talking off the air. We want to open with this right away. We had two Bartow County coaches, uh, football coaches decide that they are stepping away and uh, we efforting, both of those coaches for interviews today, but let's let's start out talking with with Coach Eric Bishop, and I'll give you the floor for that. What a great run for him! Absolutely, uh, Coach Bishop is uh, as good of a football coach as he is. Uh, he's an even better person. Um, always been impressed with him uh, on and off the field. The things he's done in that Adairsville community have, have been awesome. Um, you know, Adairsville is kind of a special place. They've kind of got their own little niche, their own little corner of the county up there. And uh, I've never talked with anybody in that in their program up there that wasn't happy with, with Eric Bishop and, and pleased with the job that he had done. I tell people, if, you were, if your grandparents weren't born in Adairsville, you're not from Adairsville. It is definitely a unique place. And uh, we'll talk more about Coach Bishop and Coach Tony Plott, who announced last night that he was going to be stepping down as coach. He'll remain at the stool and kind of help them in the transition. We've got more Bartow Sports Zone coming your way after this timeout.
fuel, give me fire, give me that which I desire. Welcome back to Bartow Sports on Matt Santini, Alan Sanders, Jackson Hyde. Had a couple of unexpected visitors, but delightful ones. Thank you for that. Ah, just thought I was going to be able to do what I thought I was going to do during the break that I can't do while I'm holding a microphone in my hand now. But I think you guys can fill it all in from there. A fun Friday, a football Friday right here on WBHF. Uh, Jackson, we kind of got cut short a little bit on the, the coach talk. And again, the big news yesterday was that both uh, Eric Bishop and last night Tony Plott uh, deciding he was going to step away from the coaching duties as well. And, I, and I'll just simply say, and I've said it just about every week, that I've, I've never seen a coach, uh, Coach Eric Bishop gets the absolute most out of every single team that he coaches. And uh, I would say if I had a son, I would be honored to have him play for a man like Eric Bishop. We certainly do wish him well in his retirement. And uh, I do have a scheduled interview with him later on today that will uh, hopefully air during Countdown to Kickoff tonight. So you'll want to be around to hear the full and complete interview and kind of share some memories and thoughts with the outgoing Adairsville football coach, Eric Bishop. Yeah, uh, if, if anybody thought that uh, Oconee County was going to get an easy, easy week last week, they didn't know Eric Bishop, that's for sure. Uh, you know, I'll be interested to watch that the score in that Oconee County game this week, uh, not only because they're one of the best teams in the state, but you have to wonder if whoever gets them this week, uh, they may be getting a softened up version of them from what Adairsville was able to do to them the previous week. It's going to be hard to, it's almost like the SEC, you play a game like that in round one, you probably didn't expect that you're going to have to try to rebound real quick and get back on track for round two. Absolutely. I was, I was really hoping, obviously, calling the cast. Uh, St. Pius game. It didn't get to to pay attention to it very much, but for the updates I was getting, it was definitely a battle battle the whole night up there for sure. So Woodland High School, as I mentioned last night, I got a text from uh, Athletic Director John Howard who confirmed uh, something that uh, we had heard rumblings about earlier in the day that uh, Coach Plot was going to be stepping down. He made it official last night. Uh, he will remain at the school, and he will be uh, helping the school in the transition process. Uh, let me read directly from that. said that uh, they'll remain handling football operations until a new coach is hired, and then will remain at Woodland as a teacher. So uh, congratulations to Coach Plot on his time there. And, you know, it's I mentioned it with David Archer back in hour number one. You know, a lot of times, obviously, the, the ultimate measure of, of success of a football team uh, from a fan's perspective it, are those wins and losses. And I'm sure that even Coach Plot would say that he'd like to have a lot more W's than he does L's. But, you know, you can't undo the impact that a coach has on a child's life and uh, and the work that goes into that. It seems like very far down on the list of things that a high school coach has to do is to actually coach football. you got to be a parent, a mentor, a teacher, a counselor, uh, transportation, and an awful lot. And I know that, you know, you, I know your son uh, finishing up at Cass High School, uh, I know that he'll go on for years and have the impact of what other men have poured into his life, even though he's got a great dad. Absolutely. He, uh, coach plot is, is, is a, in my interactions with him, he's a, he's a fine man. I don't know him to the point that I, that I know coach Bishop. Um, but I've got, uh, friends who've had sons who have played on that football team and, uh, it couldn't be coached by a better man is, is the, 
general consensus that I get from the uh, from the parents of players on that Woodland football team. My niece uh, went to Woodland, and uh, when I was speaking to my sister-in-law yesterday, I happened to mention that, and she immediately just went, oh, my gosh, the gr- all the kids just love him over there. And he was my, – my niece, Brooke, played basketball uh, at, at Woodland for four years and said that, you know, he was the strength and conditioning coach for all of the girls' sports over there for the time and just the level of, again, just beaming things – to say about a guy that uh, positively impacted my niece's life uh, for those four years. So uh, we'll bring in Nicholas Sullivan, who is with the Daily Tribune News. Uh, Nicholas, good morning to you. And I know you probably want to make a comment or two about uh, the goings-on yesterday with coaches in the carousel. Once you unmute yourself, it'll be great to have you on the air. Yeah, it was um, was a long day. Um, uh, That's... That, that's all I can say about that. It was a long day going up to uh, talk with Coach Bishop in the morning and then getting a text from John Howard as soon as I got home in the evening that, uh, you know, Coach Plot was uh, was uh, resigning. But um, for, you know, for both of those uh, programs, that will be definitely a change. Um, Daresville, I think, um, seems, seems likely to – to probably promote from within they've got a lot of good candidates up there so um they've got a chance to really keep keep a good thing going and and keep some of that cohesion um that they've built up there uh woodland um i think will be a very attractive job with uh with some of the improvements that you know dr page and the you know the, the school board and all that um that has gone on up there so i think uh, there's a lot of openings right now already across the state but I think that they will be um, there'll be a job that, especially with a small region and, and some of those things, I think uh, I think they'll be able to, to draw some pretty good candidates. You know, when you look at candidates and it's a little bit early to do that, but we're going to do it anyway, because this is kind of like a fan. This is a bunch of just guys sitting around the water cooler talking about it. You mentioned uh, like perhaps a young coach uh, versus somebody established. This program is, has kind of done that. They, they've kind of gone through the process of trying to get older established coaches we've only got about a minute left but you think that this program would be better served maybe going in the direction of somebody more youthful than somebody that's been established somewhere else i think the you know the the, they're they've got the the type of ecosystem that i think would would benefit uh you know a young a young up-and-comer and and try to um you know really establish something there i think the you know the idea coming in is not that you're going to be, you know, competing for a state championship next season. So I think, I think you're, you know, you want somebody who can cultivate, um, you know, the, the program and, and get, get a lot of young, young talented players to come out for the program and um, you know, get into those middle schools and, and get the, get the enthusiasm up. Very good. Young, energetic uh, principal and David Stevenson, also a uh, band director, Michael Cabido. We were up there earlier in the week with some good news for that and football looking to follow along that same suit. We've got to take a break for the Georgia News Network. We'll be back with more of Bartow Sports Zone after this timeout. Welcome back, everybody, to Bartow Sports Zone. We'll get to Matt Santini in just a second. I'm Alan Sanders. Want to remind you, First Class Collision Center not only provides free estimates, 
works with all insurance companies, and maintains a Google five-star customer rating. But now, First Class has a truck collision body shop for all of this area's big rigs. The 18-wheelers. Yes, First Class Collision does all types of mechanical work to all types of vehicles. Located just south of Grassdale Road, Joe Frank Harris Parkway, First Class Collision specializes in fiberglass and aluminum with quality workmanship on all makes and models. Call 770-755-2200 for your free estimate today or visit First Class Collision on Facebook. Thanks a whole lot, Alan. Matt Santini along with Jackson Hyde and Nick Sullivan with the Daily Tribune News. And, guys, let's talk a little bit about what we were talking about during the break. Uh, Nicholas, you were talking about uh, talking with ADs today about uh, regional alignments. There's been some shifting. And, you know, it seems like we're spending a lot of time talking about next season while we still have a whole lot of this season to go. But it is an interesting topic, and it does impact the way things lay out. Yeah, I mean, uh, last week we uh, mentioned that it was going to be a seven-team region for uh, Region 75A. It was going to be a little bit bigger than it is right now. And then, of course, uh, a week later, it's uh, it shifted again with Villarica um, successfully appealing to uh, move laterally um, into a region that, frankly, um, made more sense for them to be in in the first place uh, based on their location. Um, and so, really, now, the way it looks with uh, – Region 75A, it's basically going to be as it is now, just Dalton replacing Blessed Trinity. And uh, But Region 6 AAA with uh, the Adairsville's in is, is the one that's really going to be shaken up with uh, with Gilmer and Pickens um, appealing and, and being moved into their region. Um, it's going to be up to 11 teams now, and that's uh, there, there's no easy way to, to do that. Um, either they're going to have 10 region games and that's going to be their entire schedule or they could try to subdivide and um, figure out a way to do that. But that um, to me seems like a less likely scenario, but um, they're, they're going to get um, the football coaches together here pretty soon and um, try to figure out uh, what to do with their schedule. Well, the worst thing with that and Jackson, I'll throw it to you for this. An 11 team region for a Darisville means no cast a Darisville game. Yeah, that's uh, historically, like uh, we talked off the air, one of the uh, Bartow County football traditions is the Cass versus the Daresville game. Uh, it'd be a shame to see see that game go away if that happens. Um, you know, the, on the other side of that, in, in the Cass-Cartersville-Woodland region, um, eliminating Villarica, um, talking to some coaches, it, it's hard to get games. I know uh, having to schedule those non-region games is, is getting tougher and tougher, uh, especially for a team like Cartersville or, you know, t- or traditional power. A lot of teams, uh, they want to try to find some warm-up games or some games they can be competitive in. And you'll probably see Cartersville have to play up into the higher classifications to get games. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of an interesting scenario for, for both of those regions. The, uh, the plus side of that uh, is, again, with a six-team region, yeah, it's a little bit more work to find those out of uh, region games, but you can kind of control what you do geographically. You and I, Jackson, were talking earlier about Villa Rica, the addition of them and Dalton, probably close to equal distance. Dalton may be a little bit further even, but it's a straight shot up I-75. There's no easy way to get to Villa Rica. So when you look at other sports and 
Again, we talked about it over the previous weeks. Is everybody looks at things through the prism of just football. There's an awful lot of other school activities that take place other than that, and uh, it impacts time out of the classroom and travel for those non-revenue sports. Absolutely, and if you look at the Villarica Dalton scenario, for example, if you had a, you know, your your girls' soccer team had to at Villarica is at Dalton on a Tuesday night, so you're leaving school early and probably getting home around ten o'clock. So that's that's a that would have been a tough pill to swallow. So it's probably the right move for Villarica to be in that West Georgia region versus what I would call the the only North Georgia region in in five A football. Any uh, thoughts, Nick, on? that region set up and if there's anybody around here that they get, I don't know if at this point can you recruit and try to bring another team into the region or is this all set in stone now? Um, yeah, I mean, that, this is pretty much a, a done deal at this point because um, believe me, if there was, was any more movement to be had, uh, Adairsville would be, uh, would be trying to figure out, figure out something to, uh, to, to mitigate that situation. But, um, but yeah, I, I think, I think it's for the best that, that Villarica, you know, made that move. I mean, obviously they, they didn't want to have to travel um, to, to places like Dalton. And I know Dalton didn't want to have to travel down there. So, and when it comes to, to all the sports, it's going to be like it is now, basically you're going to have um, six teams com- um, competing for four spots, um, which mathematically means that, um, you know, more than likely at least uh, guaranteed one team from uh, Bartow County will be in the playoffs. And most of the time, at least two and sometimes three. Well, I got a way to solve both of these things. Solve the Adairsville problem by having them play up two classifications, and they can join Cartersville, Cass, Woodland in uh, in that region. That moves that region to seven teams, so it's it all works out well. You solve both problems with one. The other thing, I'd, I don't know why the Georgia High School Association hasn't considered this. They're talking about combining public and private now. I got an idea. Since you don't have enough schools filling up classifications, how about going back to six classifications and let's have some more meaty regions. I don't like the subdividing idea, but uh, let's let's divide these things up a little bit more so that you've got even across the board. I don't know, just a thought. We've got to take a timeout, and uh, we'll let Jackson and Nick roll that around their heads for a moment. We come back, we'll have the final segment of Bartow Sports Zone on this game day Friday. Remember... Kickoff at 8 o'clock tonight. Our WBHF coverage starts at 6.30 with Countdown to Kickoff, presented by Glenda Mitchell Law Firm. We'll be back with more Bartow Sports Zone after this. You've known Styles Auto Care as your collision repair specialist in Cartersville and Bartow County since 1965. But did you know they're also your headquarters for all kinds of audio, security, and specialty accessories? With audio brands like Kenwood, JL Audio, Pioneer, Alpine, and more, they can make that upgrade you desire happen. Need a hitch, bedliner, toolbox, step bar, or roof rack? Styles Auto Care is your place. They have WeatherTech products too. Styles Auto Care on West Avenue, where they can do everything for your vehicle except sell it. This is Cartersville's own personal injury attorney, Zach Pritchard. Football season is an exciting time, but if a car, truck, or motorcycle wreck has tackled you behind the line, call us today and hand off that stress to us. We make sure your injuries are treated so that you can get back in the game and continue crossing those goal lines. Don't let insurance companies rush you with their tricks and tactics. With Pritchard Injury Firm's protection, you'll never come out of the pocket. So call me today, 470-420-4200, or Google us at PritchardInjuryFirm.com. All 
Final segment of Bartow Sports Zone on a big Friday game day, second playoff round in the 5A classification. Cartersville taking on Warner Robbins. Had a discussion during three and out on Wednesday about how there's all this discussion about uh, what mascots are okay to have and which ones need to be changed and get out of there. The demon, the devil, Beelzebub, Satan. It's okay to honor him with a mascot. All these other things, probably not. That's as close as we'll get on that. But, gentlemen, I'm going to throw it out to you. I've been running the show with topics and all this stuff. Nick, what is what is a topic you want to talk about that we haven't gotten to yet this morning? Well, as somebody who uh, hasn't tuned in for the whole uh, show, I hope this isn't something that you've talked about. But, um, <laughs> you know, I, I think uh, I, I think it, you know, it's worth mentioning that the you know, uh, state uh, cheerleading uh, competition is this weekend. Um, Daresville is competing today in, uh, in the 3A, um, uh, you know, division. And uh, they were runner-up in, in Region uh, 6-3A, so they should be able to hopefully compete for, for a top-six spot there. And, um, and then on Saturday, um, the other three schools will be competing. Um, Cartersville um, was the region champion, and uh, Cass was third. Um, so they'll, they'll both be expected to, uh, you know, to be up there and at the, you know, top of the 5A division. And uh, Woodland, as they, they are typically, um, is competing in the co-ed. Um, co-ed division first season without um, Kathy Shedd leading the program. So I think they, uh, I think they're, you know, trying to find their way a little bit with, without her um, understandably. So considering uh, she's been there since the beginning. Um, but I think, uh, I think it's worth mentioning that, that those girls are um, and guys for, for Woodland are competing this weekend and, um, you know, uh, look forward to seeing how they do. Thank you for that. Jackson, what about a topic that's on your mind today? Uh, just a couple a couple of quick notes. Number one, um, obviously wrestling season is starting to kick kick off. Um, I expect big things out of all four uh, high school wrestling programs. I know Adair's will kind of turn the corner and, and getting it going. Obviously, Woodland and Cass are traditionally in the top three or four in, in that 5A region. Cass coming off a of victory last night over, over Cherokee, who traditionally has a good wrestling program. And uh, I expect big things out of Cartersville's wrestling program this year as well. Uh, uh, they've got uh, a good coaching staff there now. They've got some some young kids that are going to compete as freshmen. And uh, obviously, Shadre Hurst, I would think he would probably be the favorite in that heavyweight division going forward this year. So I, I'm looking forward to big things out of our, our all four of our wrestling programs. Yeah, that uh, to me, there's all kinds of different athletic prowesses that are that are impressive to me and. But to me, the wrestlers, they take the, the absolute cake. To get out in the gym full of people and take on somebody uh, that is roughly your own size and have to just outman them, that is, uh, that is a, to have that confidence and that dedication, that is certainly a special skill. And this area has become a bit of a hotbed for it. You know, everybody likes to look at some of the more elite programs in the state. When you start listing wrestling and elite programs, Woodland is certainly at the top of that, aren't they, Nick? Yeah, I mean they're going for the uh, uh, four peat um, across the board. There, um, I was over over there last week for for a signing for for a couple of their kids, and um, you know, I was talking to them, and they're, those are seniors who have literally never lost a uh, you know a state competition in in duels or or traditional. But I'll tell you what, Cass Cass is going to be gunning for him, and um, 
I'll say Woodland lost a couple of their um, top wrestlers um, from last year, and and Cass is bringing back almost all there. So I'm really looking forward to to how that uh, ends up shaking out again this year. College football uh, again continues to be hot. The Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets aren't hot. They got to take on Notre Dame this weekend, so we'll just kind of give them a little pass on that and then of course georgia has a gimme putt against charleston southern this weekend what football what one college game are you looking forward to seeing this week well as a tech fan i'm i'm looking forward to to watching tech go to notre dame see if they can compete they're been a few few plays away from being a, a 500 football team uh notre dame you know they're your typical notre dame one lost media darling team but um I'd like to see them go up there and make that game competitive. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the uh, Michigan State-Ohio State game. Ohio State's a big favorite on paper, um, but Michigan State obviously beat Michigan this year. And, um, you know, if they're going to uh, get into the college football playoff, they obviously need to win this game. And Ohio State, since their loss, has looked like one of the most impressive teams in the country. But um, this is by far their, their toughest test since then. I would like to question a little bit. Of course, I questioned it last week with the Georgia game, as I mentioned. 18 and a half points. They're saying Ohio State should beat Michigan State, even at home. I just, I'm not feeling that one. No, I think Michigan State has a good enough running game to keep that, to keep that close. I, I, I think that's a, if, if you're a, a betting person, then uh, taking the points in that one is probably a, a good bet. The one that I'll look forward to is going to be the night game, Oregon going to Utah. You're going, well, it's three versus 23. How competitive or close is that going to be? If you haven't seen a game at either BYU or Utah at night, those people lay it on out there. So uh, I'll encourage you to maybe set your DVR if you're going out with uh, your significant other or just tune to ABC about 7, 8 o'clock and see the spectacle that will be the Utes and the Ducks going at it. That's going to do it for Bartow Sports Zone. Again, reminder tonight, high school football on WBHF. We get started at 6.30 with Countdown to Kickoff presented by Glenda Mitchell Law Firm. And then kickoff is set for 8 o'clock. Cartersville taking on the Warner Robins Demons. On behalf of Alan Sanders, Nick Sullivan, and Jackson Hyde, thank you for making Bartow Sports Zone part of your football Friday. Have a great weekend.